0: morning good morning how's everybody
1: hello in- is. there he is let good me man. grab my coffee I left it inside I apologize
0: coffee what's up guys uh Alex and I are rather hot we have been um we got a lot of things to go over um spin rate sticky stuff. I got to just just saw something crazy this morning. I would I like to, to tell you off. in pre-show meeting. Oh, look at the bill right now. Right. I would uh, like pre-show off. meeting. I got to look up these allegations allegedly TMZ Trevor Bauer. We'll see how this goes. Yep. Trevor Bauer accused of assault uh as woman woman alleged sexual assault. TMZ. Here we go. Here's the article. Yeah, Los Angeles. A, a, a woman whose full name not in public. Attorney told TMZ uh, suffered severe physical and emotional pain. Uh, Bauer from content client. Bauer was saying, to deny no, no, no. Two encounters were consensual rough sex via attorney. Bauer had a brief and wholly consensual sex relation initiated by the accuser in April 2021. We
1: does the we, article actually say those quote words consensual yeah. rough sex? Yeah, I don't. Well, now it's a pickle because now like, uh, it's, uh, I don't know. That's weird. Bauer responded to concern, confusion,
0: and the consumer was neither angry nor accusatory. Bauer's cooperating with authorities.
1: It's not how you went. to. It, is
0: it a report to have consensual sex
1: with TMZ? <laughs> That's crazy. Did you name this? How do I? By the way,
0: I, I just, I, he might be asexual. Like until he's he throws me off. Like honestly, until, he until he's until he owns a baseball team. You know what I mean, dude. He is gonna own a baseball team. that's am calling He's, on gonna, he's, he's gonna throw a hundred because no one, everybody, dude. You gotta think about everything everybody says to him. Like he's that's the true, Dom. he's, dumb. The, he's the most spiteful troll I've ever seen. That's what he <laughs> is. He's gonna throw a hundred because they said he never would. He's already won a Cy Young. He's gonna is 97 win a now? Is yeah, 98? 98. 98. Sorry.
1: Sorry, Sorry, it's climbing. Sorry. Now, okay, I need to start us off. Okay. Because we're going to go down the College World Series rabbit hole. Okay. Who was the last superstar in college baseball not named Dansby Swanson? Oh, God. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, Eric would know this right away. Because off the top of my head, the only guy I can think of is Steven Strasburg. Yeah. That dude was like, oh, you have a question, Casey Pop? Go ahead and text it on in the in – the, <laughs> this is a suggestion box. You put it in there. <laughs> it um, but the reason why I bring that up, Enrique Bradfield, dude, I told you. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that guy's so exciting to watch. Freshman. Guy's, freshman. Dude, really good freshman, too. They like a super good can, freshman. Can
0: somebody just tell him he loses his barrel? That's why he sucks. Hey, buddy, okay, he does just lose keep the game. barrel on your shoulder before as you swing. Don't release it so soon, and then everything will be fine. You're really good. Don't change your game plan. Just hold your barrel closer to your center a tad longer, a tad, and then you're going to be real good. You're going to be Manny Machado. You're going to be really good. You're going to be really, really, really good. You're uh, a cheat code. Piece of cheat code.
1: That's oh, what I wow. mean. Like... You guys
0: single, yeah. No.
1: No. Not, negative. No. Negative. Sorry. Um, married. <laughs> I'm pretty much married. I'm really happy, too. Um, so if you were to take a superstar like Steven Strasberg, Michael Jordan, um, who's, a, who's another like college football star that I'm blanking off, like Johnny Manziel, right? Like, those are the kind of guys that like, they have it in other sports. But baseball, again, gets zero hype. NC State getting the boot, you know, Vandy hype video, weird conspiracy. Um, But all I'm saying is you've got little to no available information on who the hell is really good in college baseball when we all know that a lot of these guys are going to be household names in, you know, four or five years, just like basketball players, just like football players. And so wondering, like – what is the what what does baseball suck at marketing wise, or what do uh, or what do baseball players not have marketing wise that makes it hard for a guy like Enrique Bradfield? You know what I mean? Like that dude's so exciting. Holy Brock Jones for Stanford, dude, hit 18 home runs this year, he hit three in a super regional game. Like yeah. that's crazy stuff. Imagine uh, in, an, in, let's say, an NCAA football game, who won the Heisman this year, that, that wide receiver, right? Mm-hmm. I think won it, right? If he scored three touchdowns in a game, you would know about it. Like, right. it would be all over the place, right? Three home runs in a super regional game, oh, my God. Like, a, that's a team that's earned that right to get there, and you're doing it at a high level. Oh, yeah. And this guy plays safety on the, ba- on the football team for Stanford right? Like that's a superstar in my mind, you know, like that's somebody that you could market. And then people are wearing Stanford baseball shirts. Right. So what do you think it is that baseball doesn't have that, you know, like, well, you just, you just what? said it right there. They don't, they don't help their players look good. Ah.
0: They, they, no one's better than the game. No, the game doesn't work without the players. So, right. everybody everybody is actually better than the game. That's actually the thing. It's still this whole hierarchy power trip shit, like where there's coaches that think they matter and organizations think that they put the pieces on, but they have no control, and that's probably the worst part about it for them, right? They can't control it because they're not on the field. So, you know, I, I don't know, man. This is always one of those weird things, you know, where – I don't know.
1: I don't know. But it's you have weird. to – Oh, I play this (laughs) player. Hello, fr 40 Shout out Spanish. Shout out. Hola, amigo. Um, One of the the problems that I have with the College World Series is that it's one of the coolest events that I feel like a limited amount of people watch. But it's a really cool, high-level... It's amateur baseball. It's still great. amateur, right? They're not great, but it's exciting, the environment, and it doesn't sell, and it sucks. because well, Okay, but they don't sell it. I, I'm sorry. I, I, sell, I Okay, right, okay. Right. no, that's no, no, okay, mean, but okay, ahead, that's why. Why don't we sell baseball, right? That's right. well, it's because
0: it's not supposed to be. It's still back to this old white BS like golf, like act like you've been there before. We're just now letting people be emotional. The Bauer wore a... a a uh, shirt on his vlog the other day that said legalize emotion. I was like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Legalized. It's like that's what it just there's just so many people like there's things that happen in the game and I just saw there's a bunch of players start tweeting about it too, talking about like the ridiculousness of like heckling players on the field like it's oh, such yeah. an old thing to do right and it just needs to die. There's no place for it. It doesn't like when does heckling someone ever make you look good? And you mean that from the fans towards no, the Yeah, right? Player. Like, you, you, you okay. think about what that, we'll Rogan and all these guys talk about. You paid to come to a comedy show. Why would okay. you interfere? Stop interfering. You paid to be up close and watch something amazing happen, not interact with the players. <laughs> and you, you paid know, to hear me talk. On, it, it brings me one of my most favorite uh, Mexican League stories when I was in Hermosillo playing and warming up in the bullpen – and how they would drop beer in between me and the catcher, trying to have the ball hit it from the overhang that was two stories above me. where every pitch, they would shoot beer out across and try to see if they could get the ball to go through it. Yeah, a uh, can. What? Like a can? No, no, no. Like, like, like uh, draft beer. Like they would just pour the. Oh, beer. They would like, they would pour just, like throw the, the liquid over in between me and the catcher all the time that's all the time you'd see like slider and then like just like water or just whatever it was right oh my god they're too drunk to catch up they never threw it on you right they weren't completely disrespectful but they were always you know they were doing it it was it was different right it was more of like an nba playoff environment people weren't trying to like distract you by calling your name or asking questions they were just being loud you know what I mean? Or banging, you know, it was more of a, it's a different kind of home environment. You know what I mean? So,
1: so if we, so let's say this, let's say I took out heckling, right? And let's say we allowed because ba- here's, here's the thing that I feel like has a downside. I feel like baseball enters that realm of like the old white dude, professional hierarchy of military standards at way too young of an age, right? It seems like, like, dude, I was explaining the other day some of the coaching atrocities that I went through as a college baseball player, and there were people looking at me like, that really happened? I was like, yeah. There There are men out there that think that they are so above the game that they can literally make you color your hat in and tell you you're a loser, not build you up, not allow you to play the game, You know, they will, they will buy, right? They will buy detox for players to pass drug tests. Okay. Those are the kind of guys that are out there coaching college baseball. Right. And so the hierarchy that you're talking about is like built on just a bunch of bullshit anyway. So it's like, we're honoring the system where you don't even honor the system that we're operating. You know what I mean? So it seems like baseball is in kind of like, Outlawish place. It doesn't know what what it is right now. It just it keeps evolving. The game is really cool. Like when well, I was playing high different school. styles of play, right, 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 always, always, and it's exciting. Sorry, my dog's barking, but like, okay. just the idea of like how how exciting the game is when you know what's going on and you're not focused on like doing the routine right, making sure you're being a team player and all of this other shit that you're fed. Instead of just like, hey, you'll be a better team player when you stop, like, fucking up your at-bats because you're trying to hit the ball the other way perfectly like Coach told you. Dude, just hit the shit out of it. Nobody cares. But because you're trying to appease this coach and this hierarchy, you're just almost – it's the Timo Cruz thing that I posted the other day. Like you're shrinking your game to make somebody feel better. Yeah. You know, like, and it's that. It's like you're you're making these kids shrink so they will play the way you want them to play. But you're one person. Totally. You know? I agree. I agree. Well, that's that's the
0: that's the beauty of it, right? You you can do all of these different things. And anybody can beat anybody on any given day, Sure, you know, in baseball, it doesn't matter. You can have a day and you can have a bad day. That's the fun part about watching it live. There's so much time and luck that goes into this whole thing too, because what are the odds you're actually
1: good on the day the scouts there? Dude, I had a bad day when a scout showed up. I actually remember. He was like yeah. uh it was a North, it was a D one guy, like it was a North Carolina school or a South Carolina school. I can't remember off the top of my head. Like not like University of, but like, you know, like a sister school, right? And I just remember I saw him in the stands and that day I had um I don't think I slept that well. I think I was up till like, 2 in the morning or whatever, and then I showed up. You know, we had a game at, like, 8 or 9, right? We're in Florida. We're in Panama City at spring break. And when I get up to hit, I see where this guy is because I recognize him when I got there, and he's got his clipboard out when I'm hitting, and immediately I just get fucking nervous. I immediately feel like, oh, fuck. But it happens, right? Like, I was hot. I had, like, three home runs in the first three weeks, had, like, two or three doubles. I was hitting, like, 400, like, you're playing in a, in a good area around guys. Like the guy's like, this guy can kind of hit. I'm going to check him out, right? Like, luckily, I was playing for a really good coach then. So he told me how to fail in front of guys like that. He was a good coach, but I wasn't trying to appease a coach. I just fucked up because I wasn't ready for it. But that's another conversation, right? right. Like, how, okay, here's a conversation that I would like to get out there because this is how you get to a higher level and you've played at a much higher level for a longer time than I have when you are trying to force sports dude, such a dope logo. Um, one of the, one of the key details that I wasn't taught was trying to perform like at those quote unquote auditions. Right. Cause I didn't go to a lot of showcases. I didn't go to a lot of tryouts. I didn't do a lot of that. Um, Did you go through that, like, trying to get to the next level? No? No, I went to, like,
0: one showcase ever. And it was, like, a Juco one.
1: Yeah. And then, like, even then,
0: I think there were a bunch of mistakes that were in my head because of, like, how much I knew, where, like, I knew that you just didn't throw hard in the bullpen because you saved it for the game. Like, and so you want me to throw a bullpen, I'm just going to throw a bullpen. I'm not going to, like, you know what I mean? And so it wasn't until I saw a radar gun that I was like, why do you have, and we want, they want to know how hard you throw. I'm like, oh, like just throw it as hard as I can. You know yeah. what I mean? And so yeah. like, it's not, you know, there's just a, there's just a bunch of information of, you know, that, with, that everything's changed so much, you know? I, I really feel like I didn't get, I got, of the information I got, I'd say less than 1% of it actually helped me. Most of it was like, just wait around and like, that's probably what motivates me more than anything recently is like you can just do, you can just do so much more than you think you can. You know, you can just, you know, Herm Edwards hurt, hurt my brain and the old hard knocks back in the day. he talks about how having 65 day, five, 65 years old and having a full day means that you're awake for 16 hours and doing something for 16 hours. And then every second and every minute and every hour that goes away, you do not get it back. And so, why not have a full day when you know that it's a finite, you know, temporary situation? You'd rather be doing stuff than not doing stuff. Right. Doing things as opposed to not doing things. Doing things is fun.
1: Because then you get to do stuff.
0: But if you're not doing
1: things, you can't do anything, you know? So, let's talk about baseball. I have a question for you about um, how's the rap Soto for hitting?
0: Um, it's finicky. We just got ours back. Um, you know what? It does factor in spin. I don't know if hit has figured that out yet. Um, so like if you slice a ball, it, it it's slices a ball, it's straight. Yeah. So then hit. you know, hit, that's the one thing with hit tracks. Like there's balls that get hit down the line all the time on, um, uh, on hit tracks and, and you can see it like that. There's no way that stays fair. You know, slice of spell. Um, or hooks foul, just on depending on what it's doing. Rap Soto does factor that in. I'm, I'm excited to see what TrackMan um, does, because TrackMan has a. I'm pretty sure fact, TrackMan factors in spin because it uses a camera as well as lasers and lidar. So you know, I don't. Simulators are are, are, the, are what they are right. Um, I would. I can't wait for us to get outside and do advanced BP or live live at bats with Rap Soto hitting outside, so we can just see how far it goes. You know, just watching it land in a patch of grass is just not good enough for me now in 2020. That's huge. Like right. that would be next level, right? That's that's right. The idea. Well, and that's what all the major universities are doing. They're all they have their track man units just during BP, and these guys get full reports at the end of it. You know.
1: See, that's awesome. That's so like, like the idea of having like a. a remember the paperclip guy on Microsoft Word? The little paperclip guy. <laughs> That's like what they are. They're like this little paperclip, right? It's right. just this. It's this cool concept. So the reason why I bring that up, how come, how come we don't, we don't talk about like, again, it's the hierarchy of you got to know what you know. But like as players, right? How come we? Uh-oh. No, it's so like it's so funny how, like, sorry.
0: Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I got a phone
1: call there. So, you know how baseball works. Like, I was thinking about this today on my drive home from my client this morning, and I was thinking about all the different games that people play because I read your text about C.J. Rodriguez, right? And you were like, dude, he's moving all over the place. Like, he's the reason why the zone got ruined and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you're right. But you're thinking about it like a pitcher. I wouldn't have thought about that because I'm thinking about it like a like catcher, right? But you're thinking about your phase of the game and how that affects you, right? Where I, if I were CJ Rodriguez, would just be playing my game. But the way that a second baseman plays, there's a variety of that. You've got Aaron Hill, right? You've got, uh, who was that guy? Uh, Jeff Kent? That guy was like six four. Robinson Cano, Joe Morgan, like... What about Knoblock? Knoblock, like, you know, there's, like, there's all these, like, different types. But then there's, like, catchers, like, different types of catchers. There's, you know, you've got Joe Maurer. You've got the Russell Martin. You've got all these different types. So all the games are different, right? But I'm thinking about your game, a guy that spins the hell out of it and really messes with hitters. And I'm like, dude, if you have a catcher that's moving a lot and the umpire can't see the zone – that's going to be really problematic because you're not attacking the zone. Like just with pure velocity, like, fuck you here, hit it. Like just throwing 98 right by people. Like you don't have to be that great of a catcher. You just got to make sure it doesn't hit you in the face. Right. Or hit the umpire. Right. Cause they're going to swing. Right. But looking at the game from your perspective, right. It's super interesting because then I watched CJ Rodriguez again and I was like, yeah, he's moving a lot. He's up and down. So as a pitcher, what are you looking for in a catcher? So, I mean, it has to work,
0: right? And that's what we were talking about. It's one yeah. thing he's in Vandy and Jack Leiter can locate the things and, and the guy's kind of close to it and his little techniques well, I've seen it work. So yeah. not that it doesn't, right? But what I'm saying is, you know, the knee down, the jumpy, the, you know, it just, it just doesn't work all the time. And, and, you know, just to your point, like you said, too, you have to make adjustments to figure out, you know, what is going on. And if you don't, it's almost like he didn't know what to do. You could see it. They pulled him. I don't know if you saw that. They put him. Yeah, press... then his they replacement put him... hit a nuke. They upgraded to a 6'5 model. Just the <laughs> same guy. Was it was the so same hard. guy. By the way, how about that guy? That 6'5 oh, guy, did you watch him? He was getting blown up too. I did. They I, didn't show them any highlights at the end of the They did, league. but you got to look at it. It's so funny because, like, yeah. you know, Rodriguez is like way down here on the screen. And then there's yeah. like this guy that's just <laughs> like in the frame. And he's like trying to put a knee down. And there's like a ball low and he like almost falls over, like reaching yeah. for it. I'm like, yeah, there's no way these are ever going to be strikes like gloves on the ground, like, yeah, How bad? I'm like, this is yeah. what happens with velo and movement. Right. So to your point, I'll say that it's exactly, uh, we just posted a video of Taylor Ahern, right. And guy in the minor leagues and dude can't catch him balls everywhere. Right. And you could see this guy like go on a knee and like miss it. And then after that, he's like on both feet, high alert. Okay. I gotta be
1: ready. Yeah. And then he catches one. Right. But that's what it's gotta be like, you know, I, that's why that guy's a pro, probably, because he makes that adjustment. Like, okay, right, right, right. right, right. Well, good. I, you know,
0: it really makes me think back, back to my career in college and stuff. And there were so many times where I disagreed about the way the catchers caught. And I remember telling our catching coach, especially after the Juco I came from, the high level Juco that I felt like was, it was so much harder to get people out at the Juco that I was at than at the D2 school, where I was like, dude, if we just set up over here, like, if you just sit here, like my, my pitching coach showed me. What angles can do as far as like if I stand, I stand all the way on the right side of the rubber. If you can get the catcher to face that angle, which is called cornering where the right foot goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 looks like the it, dude. I would just paint the, the left handed batter's box all day, all day, right? That's all I did in Juco was just like whack, yeah. Right, and I get to D two, and we're we're outer third, we're square. We do ankle slays, and I just be like whack, and the guy catches outside his shoulder like ball, and I'd be like, not a ball, not a ball, right? It's just there's just obvious things that I, I just feel like are, I feel like we don't pay attention to what exactly Yachty does, what Eddie Perez does, what Mike Matheny did, when Gary Sanchez was a Gold Glover, what he did, right? We're trying to reinvent these things so they're easier and they do this stuff. I watched a a video last night where there was a catching guy talking about uh, flexion to extension and extension to flexion and like when to do it and when not. And then I watched him catch one and he was like, like just above his head. I'm like, when is showing the ball more of a higher strike a good thing instead of just catching it where it is. And you talk to umpires just like you. I know you have an MLB umpire that's in facility and we have an umpire that's Uh, One of our kids is a catching guy who's an umpire. And and so I'll go back to what you said before. My perspective, from what I'm saying, is not from the pitching perspective. It's from the game perspective. Because if I am throwing a pitch and you're not catching it correctly to trick the human behind you, because that's your job and it's not working, then we immediately need to change the strategy. Okay.
1: I like what you're saying. I'm going to keep going off what you're saying. So as a as a tandem unit, right, would you say that pitcher to catcher, obviously there has to be different relationships, right? And then if you were to be, like, let's say you were to have a pit, because you do this at your facility, right? You work with pitchers and catchers, right? Like simultaneously, like there'll be a guy that's throwing a bullpen and you'll, like, coach the catcher, like, how to get this pitch, right? I'm sure you've done that. So the process, right, is kind of what I'm curious about so can we talk about that process like how are you going through that like how are you dictating this relationship because that's what it is like you can tell this guy everything and that guy everything but they have to come together and make that right. shit work well I, I have to you know it, it all starts like in the book so now i have a full it's
0: kind of funny brady's right here and like i remember telling him and telling hi brady him, howdy um I remember tell like, this is what you have to, you have to like preface this thing. And I don't see anybody do this ever. So like, if, if you were to catch me, right. And let's say we just met, right. It's not fair to you with my movement to not at least warn you of what things are going to look like. And going to happen, mm-hmm. Right. So we have to like, you need to see it. So you know what it's going to do. So then I can also see if you catch it and pull it out. Now I have to ask you about it i would be like, well, why didn't you get around the energy on the slider to keep it in the zone? Why didn't you do that? Oh, well, that's just what I do in the bullpen. Well, if you do that in the bullpen, and I I don't know what it looks like, you're not helping me understand where I'm missing because that's what it's about. Like, it's unfortunately, catchers, it's not about you, right? It's about the pitcher, right, because he's Mm -hmm. still on the ball, Mm -hmm. right? And just like you're saying, we have to be on the same page. And if you're like uh, uh, – C.J. Rodriguez is like – knee-died stab to steal the outside fastball that he did so well for Jack Leiter, which, by the way, did not work as much, um, again, which makes a lot of sense why Mississippi State absolutely drummed, you know, even on the pitching side. They had a lefty and a right. That lefty dude was – he was blowing 88 on our four-seamers as hard as he could, and it was just dark. Because it was – did you see it, by the way? You, it was full-gun Johnson.
1: Are you talking about the big guy from Mississippi Yeah. South. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Downhill, coming right at you, four-seamer. Like, good luck. That guy's hard to hit because he looked like he was at about 51 feet when he threw the ball. Like, right. he was and, so on you. And
0: then he threw that really good Bugs Bunny changeup, too, that just, like, had, like, two-foot of movement to the left, right? And then he threw – didn't, he didn't really strike anybody out on it, but his curveball is just – it's like Zito, right? It's so – bad that it's good right like it's just like this
1: you know no, like, that idea of a curveball after a fastball like that is so underrated that that guy made it possible that guy really made it's it possible. speed ladder what are you
0: talking about we talk about this all the time it's speed ladder it's why i'm like 92 to 68 i know
1: that but you have to have guys play that game and get yeah. away with it for people to believe in it right, right, right. it's like anything it's just like anything like you can have great ideas. But you got to prove that that shit works. You know True. what I mean? Like, True. so that's, that's why I say that. You know Hillary what I mean? Hillary. Like, so continue the process. I've got, like, I like the idea of cornering, and I want to keep you going because I like. I feel like I'm learning a lot in here. So I remember I had this lefty named Tori Fiscardo. He was kind of like a three quarter lefty. He was a closer, yeah. and he would be on the way right or left handed batter's box of the mound, right? Sweepy slider, kind of a backdoor two-seam, real late. Randy Randy Johnson. Randy Randy Johnson, Johnson, but didn't throw hard, right? But he was short, but he had, like, the movement, right? One of the things that I did was, now that you gave it a name, was I kind of cornered him, so if, like, you're over here, right? I almost set up to where I was, like, lined up with him. Like, we were pitching. Like, if the mound was here, we just went Mm -hmm. like we did that, right? Mm -hmm. And we would just play two teams in sliders and then just keep stretching it out until we get guys to stretch out, and then you just ram them right in. Right. You beat a lot of guys with 85, that's all. That's all
0: Randy Johnson you know? did, though. That's, that was his crossfire, like, 101.
1: <sighs> right. Get from fucked. stepping across his body from a low angle where it came yes. out of nowhere, Right? And that, that the ride back – Or the right away, like what you're talking about, like, let it go, or can you get around it, right? Like, I get that. But I had the umpire tell me, which is one of the reasons why, again, pitcher-catcher conversation, he was like, if you were to do that, you have to make sure that you're not too open, right, to where you're, like, completely like this, because now you're making your shoulders – like, say that ball misses, you're putting this shoulder in a position where I can't really see the angle. And I was, like, kind of listening to that. And he was essentially saying, like, the less square you are with your shoulders, the more you're going to angle your shoulders into the way of the ball. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's what he was saying. So, so, okay, so wouldn't that mean that your
0: your positioning would be wrong? Because on the opposite exactly. of cornering, right, so that means that your left foot was wrong and you were this way.
1: Yes. So yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I was wrong. And so that was one of the things that I had to adjust. Cause then I started thinking, this is, you know, two years after I retired, I was like, Oh my God, I could have gotten so many more guys out, but like just how I was positioned. Right. And I was still a good catcher. Like I wasn't great, but I was a good catcher. And like knowing that if I had just adjusted myself from here to right here, just the difference would have been monumental. Huge. And like, nobody tells you that. So, being able to tell a catcher and a pitcher simultaneously, like, hey, you caught that ball great, but here's the thing. You're not right. Like, you got to turn just slightly. And that's the intricacies of, like, playing the game because that's the game. Like, it's not about, like, again, your relationship too. That guy's got to see it. He's yeah. got to see it. He's got to recognize it. So, I have, a, I have an idea. Maybe this is just throw this out there. Like, you almost have to be a really good umpire to understand how to coach that relationship because you have to know what to look for. Right. Right? Because if you don't know what a strike is, like, why are you you telling them? What what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, you have to know your zone, which, I mean, now we're into the what is the strike zone, right? But essentially, like, would you consider yourself a good umpire? Yeah. I love that. That's great. Without Hitters them. think all pitchers are such bad umpires. No, Hitters I mean, I've, I've done it, too. Like, I've, I can sit back there
0: and, you know what I mean? Like, I did a little little summer ball stint as a young kid, you know, and got the little nine-year-olds, right, got on the corner, watched him do it, what? keep it there. I'm like, all right, you kept it there. Ha! You know what I mean? So, I, you know, there's – there is a lot, right? There's a lot that goes into it. And, it's, and like I said, it, I feel like it would be – if I – I blow guys up all the time, all, even when they know what's coming, right. I'll I'll get, you know, guys will miss a ball. It moves late. Sometimes it'll cut on accident. Sometimes it'll run on accident. Right. But that's just the velocity of the hand and what you're trying to do. Right. And that's what you see that in big league games all the time. And so at least warnings of, you know, how movement profiles are and where you like to throw the ball and how you like them to set. Cause like, you know, when I go O-O cutter, I actually don't want my guy to go to the corner. I want to, like, throw it at his chest and then pull, yank it, miss, but it's going to be on your shoulder. So you got to be ready for it to get there, right? And oh, then keep okay. it numb, right? And then if we go slider, I want you to get all the way on the white line just so I can make sure on the O-2 pitch that I sweep it all the way to in front of your body because that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to basically throw a bounce pass
1: right off your chest. so. Right? You require a good catcher that can work laterally but doesn't move laterally. They can right. control that shit. You,
0: you just need to be where you're supposed to be. And then if I miss, it's on me. Not yeah. you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it you is can, on me. No, but it's, <laughs> that's it's not no no no, but it's I think that's where everybody messes up. I think that's where no I don't think we're, they're making like stop blocking fastballs, kids. What are we doing? Like if God, you skip please. a fastball, if yeah. you skip yeah. a fastball, like catcher, please backhand it, like that's not your fault. This is not your fault, right? No. Uh, if I bounce a slider and you knew a slider was coming and you did not get into your secondary to be able to get to the block, what are we doing? No. Right? So especially in – and it's one thing if there's nobody on, nobody out, and we're just trying to – and you just wave at it because it's whatever. And it goes to the backstop and we get another ball, right? Yeah. Right? That's a whole different thing. But it's a, it's a whole different thing when, like, there's a guy on first and you have your – you have – Okay. Yeah, if you have the wrong knee down with a guy on first and a slider goes and then you get stuck square chest vertical and it bounces off you and he goes to third, now I'm pissed because knee down doesn't work, even though everybody says it does. When it one knee work. trash, bro. Dude, one knee trash. Shout if out, you're
1: going to be a good one knee catcher, you better be a first baseman with your glove. Like you better right? be so slick with your glove, not even a question that anything gets past you with your glove. Right. You, uh, yeah, I got stuck one knee
0: down the other night.
1: You can't block that way.
0: Like right. you have and no of course it was like a weird backup slider. Right. It was supposed to be down and into a lefty and he like couldn't get around it and it like hit, skipped weird, hit off his shin guard and went crazy.
1: And it's like, yeah, that's shit. You know what's yeah. garbage about one knee trash is that it teaches guys that stabbing idea because you don't have a good base to just feel strong. Right. You have to kind of like attack the ball a little bit, like unless you're just naturally a strong dude. Here's one thing that, like, we don't talk about that I saw Vandy do a couple of years ago that I haven't seen anybody do since, was they really caught weighted balls a lot. And I can't think of the name of their catcher that they have, but he was the guy that he caught um, – oh, who do they have? What was uh, the righty that threw? He had – what's his name? He had glasses. Threw ab- he played with Dansby. Carson Fulmer. Oh, Carson Fulmer. Whoever caught Carson Fulmer, that dude was a gangster. That dude had a great glove. And I remember Carson had hammer pitches that spun so heavy and hard down. And this dude never dropped a glove. Everything was just, but it wasn't aggressive. Right. But he was also really wide and super square. He never got onto one knee. So his ability to move laterally, but have a good base was really important when I see a guy like C.J. Rodriguez and they're doing that stabbing like you're talking about, here's a physical thing that I'll think we talk about. You have to meet a ball with so much strength when you have one knee on the ground because you don't have two legs. Like, two, le- like a good base is a good base. Like, a ball, like if you were to let a fastball hit you in the chest like Happy Gilmore, it could knock your ass over. You know what I mean? Like, that shit could knock your ass over. So, like, if you, don't, if you don't come at that with some, like, good base and some good force, you're going to overuse your arm. You're going to start to stick stuff way too hard. Got to have a good – that's one thing that I see from, like, really athletic catchers is they just know how to hold a base. Like, they don't they don't move laterally over – like, they don't over necessarily move laterally. It's just, like, kind of a, a good natural base, just like most good athletes that one knee down – you're playing with one leg. I just don't – I don't like it. Even though I did it, but I had a broken leg, so I had to. I couldn't catch on two legs.
0: It's hilarious. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I mean, it's – the best catchers that I ever throw to just didn't seem like they did that much. Yeah. Right? Like, in the, some of the guys, like, I remember the one of the last Live AB guys, Luke, who caught me, and then, you know, when Brady catches me too, it's just like – it's just fun because I'm around them. You know what I mean, and so like they can have a lot more fun with it too, and you can get into some crazy fun sequences and get creative and and just have fun with it, you know. And you just don't. It just, I just don't feel like they're testing things. Like they're not asking anybody. They're just creating techniques, throwing it out there, right? Because one big leaguer does it. There was like, there was a guy that wrote a book. But about like him. Posey, like Posey might be one of the, the best long arms square guys. And he's a cornering dude to the best. And you see him all the time. Like where his knee down thing is like uh, a way for him to gain ground to the pitch to keep it up. So the umpire gets the illusion where the knee down goes forward and then he sticks it and does his thing. Right. You see him all the time, all the time. He's just fooling people. And it looks like he's not trying. Right. He's like a hockey
1: goalie with his knees. He's like,
0: right. Right. He's really good at it too. I watched him do the same thing with Darvish. Darvish was going, Probably every third guy, he would go first-pitch slider instead of first-pitch cutter. But every time, Caratini set up right down the middle, big chest, wide base, glove didn't move. And then if uh, Darvish missed here, missed there, whatever, he just went, yuck, yuck, yuck. It was just – and you could see the umpires in there, eyes don't move, boom, ha, strike every time.
1: No distractions.
0: Right, no distractions.
1: He's not getting distracted by the catcher. You're going to get me hot
0: right now. I to be hot. Try to get me hot. For all of you who haven't been following the podcast, oh, I was in Arizona a couple weeks ago, and I had an umpire admit to me that he's getting distracted by our catcher's movements, and I lost it. I was, That's your job. Your job is to watch the ball. I don't understand. How are you getting distracted? You're getting paid to be here. We have to be a little bit more professional. You're getting paid to watch the ball. Watch yeah. the ball. Don't look away from the ball. Oh,
1: I looked away. Ah, he moved. Terrible. It's a trip. So here's uh, another another baseball like idea of how I like learn it off of you because I want to throw this out there towards you. Like we talked about hitting the other day, uh, not on a podcast. We were just we were just on the phone and we were talking about like you know, guys that are just setting up their single at-bats. Was it Pete Rose that we talked about? Was that Pete Rose that you, you brought up, Pete Rose? It was just the idea of, like, uh, it, it's almost like get your high percentage shots in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His yes. he counts. Yeah, yeah, His hits. Yes, that was yeah. Can you explain that for the people that are listening at home? Because that was awesome. So, in Pete Rose's book, he talks about
0: how he counted hits per game, and he had a goal of one hit per game. And he had acquired a arsenal of easy singles when he was in Cincinnati because he knew that if he got fooled on a changeup or a slider, he could just hit a top spin chopper up the middle and it would bounce through and it would be too fast. And if the guy threw a fastball inside, that he would rip it in the six hole or send it over the shortstop. If the guy threw a fastball away, he would hit a shot in the four hole or dump it over the first baseman. And it's like, he just played the game so much better. He didn't even try to hit a double. He wasn't even Charlie Hustle until, like, his second at bat.
1: That's awesome.
0: Right. And so, like, if you look at his numbers, no wonder why he beat everybody in the total hits for everything because he was trying to just get two to three hits a game. That was his goal. His goal was two hits. If he had one easy single, then he knew he had three more abs to try to do something to drive it around or do something from there. And you can go look at it. The dude constantly going three for four. Like it's crazy.
1: He almost had 5,000 bits.
0: Right. Like he blew, it, blew everybody out of the water. Yeah. And that concept is called farming, kids. It's a, it's a nerd. Hi, I'm a nerd. It's a full-on World of Warcraft wolf in the forest. If I just kill these wolves a million times, then I'll just upgrade my character so I know exactly what I'm doing. And that's what he did. Sweet. Thanks for the fastball. Mm-hmm. Yeah and that like if you play the game that way it's a whole different thing. Just try to get two hits a game. Okay, I'll go is... the... let me do one more. I go one. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I love I it.
0: This okay. so okay. good. What if you just tried to get one double a game? I love that. That's fucking great. Cuz if if you get one double a game, it doesn't That's matter how you that. get it. It doesn't matter how you get the double, right? Yeah. If you lead your league slash district slash